Hello and welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire with Christian and Gabriel. That podcast where I choose things that I want Gabriel to know about the years that he was homeschooled and sheltered from the outside world where he didn't actually okay that made no sense whatsoever but you guys know what the podcast is you listen every week so this is going to be one of our cutting room episodes where we covered 1997 and we have a couple of movies that are left over that I wanted to still discuss, but we just ran out of time during the regular podcast. And then I want to talk about some of the current things that we're watching. One of the movies that we kind of threw away during the podcast was the Spawn movie. It did come out in 97, uh, starring Michael Jai White. Uh, I think uh, McFarlane had a lot of creative control over this movie. It was a $40, $45 million budget, and it made about $87 million. I remember watching it, and... When I first saw it, I thought it was cool. Uh, John Leguizamo plays uh, the 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 evil clown slash uh, vindicator. I think his name is right. And, Sounds right. Yeah, and he was phenomenal because you know he's John Leguizamo. And uh, and yeah, and I I just remember like the cape looked really cool. Like it was almost moving and alive. Um, you know they 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 kept a, a black lead character, which you know <laughs> Hollywood is, uh, back in the day was known to change them up. But yeah, but I, I I don't remember it being great, and I don't remember it being terrible. I just remember it being uh, you know just a, a decent movie. Did you ever watch it? I think I saw it on television. I remember, oh. and I was not overly familiar with Spawn, and I remember my standout thoughts on it were like more tongue in cheek and more in like more intentionally kind of humorous in a, in a almost Deadpool-y kind of way than superhero movies were trying to be generally. Uh, I also remember the Cape uh, being the thing. And then I, I think I just remember it felt like it had a fairly unique flair and style, which was interesting because that made the character stick a bit more for me. It wasn't just another generic, you know, this is a superhero movie. Yeah. I remember I I I uh I was aware of the comic book um because image and the and the Todd McFarlane style was just so unique uh the attention to detail that he put into his drawings so I was aware of the comic I actually read I think the first maybe 50 issues but then I kind of uh I, I couldn't keep up couldn't keep up But yeah that came out Here's another one I wanted to ask you about to see if you've seen movie called Boogie Nights Did you ever watch Boogie Nights no. Really? All right. So this was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, he is known for making really good, I mean, highly regarded films, right? I think the one that always comes to mind when I think of him, I think of There Will Be Blood. He's, again, phenomenal. He had Magnolia. He had Punch Drunk Love. Cigarette, well, no, Cigarettes and Coffee, I think, was a short that he did. The Phantom Thread. Uh, you know, the, the dude just makes really good films right so boogie nights is a is a movie that's set in los angeles about the 1980s uh well no i'm sorry it's it's set in los angeles about the 1970s um the golden age of porn in the 70s right and it stars mark Wahlberg. it has an ensemble cast um 
just a, a ridiculously cool cast, right? Julianne Moore, Burt Reynolds, Don Cheadle, John C. Riley, uh, William H. Macy, Philip Seymour Hoffman is fantastic in that movie, and Heather Graham. Just wow. yeah, ridiculous cast. Nominated for three uh, for three Academy Awards: uh, Best Original Screenplay, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Supporting Actor. So um, just you know, a really, really good movie. And again, Mark Wahlberg does a fantastic job in this movie. Um, I'm kind of surprised you haven't seen it. It's actually really uh, a really good movie. It was a, and again, Paul Thomas Anderson is because he's known for for these, you know, good low budget movies. This was a fifteen dollar, fifteen million dollar movie with that cast. But it he has that type of cast because people want to come back and do more movies with him. So, you know, he's kind of like a, a higher regarded Kevin Smith. <laughs> right, right. I get that. Yeah. So Boogie Nights never in your, never in your, uh, in your, Dirk, no. have you ever heard the term Dirk Diggler? Yes. That's, that's, that was the name of the lead character, Mark Wahlberg's character. He, he's like a dish. <laughs> so basically, if I remember the story, right, he was like a dishwasher at a restaurant and he had like a 12 inch long. Uh, going to waste washing dishes quite going obviously. to waste going to waste and like uh and a porn producer finds out about him and like says hey we'll pay you and then it it kind of follows the success of being a 1970s porn star into the 80s drugs alcohol you know vhs all mustache that stuff. growing hopefully there is at least one mustache and um and then the 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 downward spiral of of, of all of that you know but yeah, I remember it had a great soundtrack. I, I just it, it was it was really well done. I remember like it looked authentic. It was it was a a, a very good movie. So you haven't seen that one? Wow, actually, kind of. I su- haven't. No, kind of surprised you haven't. That's crazy. That seems like it seems like you're right in my alley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with your with your current stash, I mean, I just uh, <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't have this. Um, this other movie I want to talk about, I actually don't have a lot of information on this movie, but it, I, I almost feel like we have to do a Kevin Costner episode at this point because Kevin Costner has had oh, such an iconic career and so many reasons. One of my dad's favorites. Here's the thing. He has so many reasons not to be popular because of how many bombs he's had, but he continues to like produce quality work. He's like, a, I, I, I know of a bunch of standout movies of his. But like you saying that makes me think of our, our our Nicolas Cage discovery of like there's a bunch of stinkers in here. That's true, actually. Now that I think about it, but I think Which that you can get away with, I guess, if you're the right kind of person. Right, but I think Nicolas Cage movies like they're not losing a lot of money on Nick Cage movies. Okay, so this was a case of not just they weren't really great, but like we were, we're, we're mistakes were made. Because because I think '95 is when we talked about Westworld, uh, Waterworld, right? Yeah. And that was just, I mean, I think that was, yeah. that somehow went negative. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. 97, do you know this movie called The Postman? Yes. Oh, this is where you tell me I love that movie. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. Tell me the premise of that movie game. Okay. So this is the post-apocalyptic thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have, he is, I'm trying to remember how he starts off. He's like a nobody. It's an awful world, and you've got that one guy who rose to power because he was like a bureaucrat, and he becomes this awful dictator and has his growing army that's sweeping through, and 
Kevin Costner finds meaning when he hides in a mail truck and to stay warm, he's literally starting to burn letters and he starts reading them and it moves him and he puts on the uniform because it's warm. It's a wool outfit. And so people see him and they have hope because they believe that this means that the government is, is back. There's some semblance of order returning. And he kind of leans into that lie because it, it makes him feel better and it makes other people feel better. And it seems harmless. And ultimately he's exposed, but also it leads to the actual rebuilding of the mail service. And he becomes a hero as a result. That is exactly the plot of that movie. You like <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> How is this a movie that made it into your, into your, like. I'll tell you, I think that I also, I don't remember if it was television. I think it had to be on television. I saw it. And so, okay. So here's the thing is I, I'm, a big fan of the fallout series of games so post-apocalyptic gonna i'll watch it i'll give it a go even if it did not get a good review i'll give it a fair shake especially if it's got someone like kevin costner in it because i'm like oh, okay like how bad could this be it's funny because it fits a lot of the i don't know like like tropes of post-apocalyptic stuff that fallout does where you have like people who are like bureaucrats or otherwise uninteresting people who rise to power in the post-apocalypse because of whatever skill set and become these brutal dictators you know in one of the Fallout games, you are effectively a mail carrier in the post-apocalyptic world. You're a courier. So, like, there was a lot of parallels to things I already liked. And I think that endeared it to me. Interesting. I remember watching this. Because doesn't it end with him getting a statue? Or... I think, yeah, it does. Because I, he I... inspires a whole, like, the mail to be rebuilt. And there's other mail carriers. People want to be mail carriers because of him. Because he's the guy that stands up to the to the villain, ultimately. And that guy, it's a challenge to his power. Because he wants Kevin Costner dead. Because he doesn't want there to be any hope. Or there any be any idea that the government might be coming back. Or the mail might be delivered. Like, no. So they try to stop him. What do you think the budget on that movie was? Oh, man. Now that we know that it's a problem. Um, <laughs> they had to spend way too much on that, right? Like, what what do they spend like? Well, what, what would you, what, what from what you remember? What do I think it would cost? Yeah. Okay, so there was a lot of people. It wasn't super, super technical, but there was a lot of people, like 80 million? Jesus, that's exactly how much it costs. All right. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell, Gabe? You're like... (laughs) The one movie you know happens to be The Postman. All right, all right. For the for double double points here, how much money do you think it made? Ooh, let's say it made like it made back forty million. Oh, that's that. We're back to we're back to you're way too generous. Yeah, it made twenty million. Oh, my original guess I was gonna say twenty five, but I thought if it makes half, it's still a flop. Yeah, no, it it lost a lot more than half. Okay, (laughs) so it's a super flop. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's exactly, I remember watching it and thinking this is a movie and I get, and I get like the way you explained it, I think is the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brings back hope, but the reality is in a world where this is happening, why choose the male as your, as your beacon of hope, you know? And again, I I think in the story, it doesn't really make sense in the, why would you write that as the, maybe, maybe the, the writer just like really had some kind of inspirational experience as a child with a pen pal or something, just loved the United States Postal Service. Maybe, but, um, yeah, no. They don't get good PR like that often, so I'm sure they were stoked. Oh, I'm sure, man. 
recruitment uh, was up. <laughs> um, and you know what? And, and again, I, I, I think about I think about Kevin Costner, and I'm telling you, he he rode uh, Dances with Wolves and Field of Dreams for quite a bit because uh, he made a ton of of, of baseball related movies. Because I'm, you know, uh, and he and he did, I think, uh, a couple golf movies. And yeah, no, I just like he steadily does a movie or two every every year to every other year. And you wouldn't know. You wouldn't. (laughs) But but I'm like, after after Waterworld and this, I mean, I think he owed Hollywood over a hundred million dollars at this point. Is that what it is? (laughs) He's just trying to pay them back. Maybe that's why he played Superman's dad. But yeah, he's a good actor, right? He was fantastic as Superman's dad. That scene when the tornado's happening and there's that little pause and he just puts his arm out like, no, don't you dare come back. Oh, broke my heart. Damn, Kevin Costner. So he still got it. He still got the chops. But it's interesting how he, he never his, had a... His discernment isn't so good. Yeah, he never had like a... They stopped giving him work and he made a comeback type of thing. No, no John Travolta moment, you know? No, uh, so yeah, I just find that very interesting. Very interesting. Now, uh, this next thing we're going to talk about is one of those things that we talked about in the past when two movies come out that are almost exactly the same and what makes one movie better than the other, right? So I'm going to tell you two okay. premises and see if you, if you remember uh, one of them. Okay, so the first one is, the film is set in a fictional town where the inhabitants fight to survive vol- a volcanic eruption from a long dormant volcano that has suddenly woken up that's one the second movie is uh the second movie tells the story of an effort to divert the path of a dangerous lava flow through the streets of los angeles following the formation of a volcano in the la brea tar pits these were both huge budget movies that did really well in the theaters they both did well they both did well was one of them the pierce brosnan one yes I can't think of the name. I just remember Pierce Brosnan being in a volcano movie. Dante's Peak, starring Pierce Brosnan. Oh, there you go. The other Dante's one. Speak. The other one started Tommy Lee Jones. Ooh. And that was called Volcano. Also, they they just they just were like, you know what? No cool name here. We're just going straight but up, hitch in the face with it. Two movies came out the same year about just about the exact same thing. Damn, and they both did well. They both. I guess. I mean, they both. Well, so last time, they both had huge they budgets. Both did well, last time too, right? Well, Deep Impact and Armageddon, yeah. Yeah, they both did well. Yeah, but the difference I think is is they made money, but but it all like it did not considered once not considered a hit because it was too close to. So okay, let me say so let me say let me say this. Okay, so Dante's Peak made one hundred and seventy eight million. Volcano made one hundred and twenty two million. Uh, okay. Okay. Volcano cost ninety million to make. So they had a profit of thirty-two thousand, or thirty-two million. Dante's Peak cost one hundred and sixteen million, so they had a profit of closer to fifty, no, sixty million. Yeah. So thirty million, sixty million. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're investing over a hundred million, you're kind of hoping that that it's not a thirty, sixty million kind of dividend. You know, that's my yeah. only thing. I think. I think. In a world, this is the reason why we did not have a bunch of other, uh, you know, volcano movies pop up. Because, yeah, 178 sounds like a lot. But when you spent 120, it's not, it's not that I mean, much. sure, sure, you came away with some change, but... Uh, there's a lot of investment. Yeah. 
but yeah, those those uh, those are the last movies I wanted to kind of briefly talk about uh, from 1997. I don't know if I've ever like that's interesting because I don't remember. I don't know about Volcano at all, but I do know about Dante's Peak. Yeah, I saw them both, and the Volcano I liked because it was set in L.A. I I used to ditch high school and go to the Lubria Tarpits. You know, it was uh, very close to my high school, so. Right. So, it, you know, it showed a, a ton of L.A. places being destroyed by lava. It was fantastic. And Dante's Peak was just a good action movie about a volcano, you know, exploding. So, yeah, you know, like I think Volcano, <laughs> I think Volcano surprisingly did not have a volcano in it. It just had the lava coming up, but never an, an explosion of volcano, if I remember. Never saw one. That ironic. Did, uh, which one managed to come out first? Hmm, good question. Because that's the that was the other thing too. We were talking about the other ones. It was like one of them managed to like get out before the other one, obviously. And that's I wonder if the one that got out first made more money here. Okay, so volcano uh, movie, April nineteen ninety seven. Okay, pretty pretty early. Dante speak February. Dante came out two months prior. So really, they got him. They did. They took they took in their thunder. Oh, look at that. Yep. Huh. They cut out, they said, and someone said, you know what? I already saw a movie about lava and stuff. I don't need to see another one. But just enough California residents were all like, yeah, let's yeah. see what happens to LA. California did the scale. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, but yeah, so uh, Gabe, what uh, what current stuff are you into right now that's uh, that's uh, hip and trendy and cool and, and is going to be referenced back to 20 years from now? Ooh. Like what? What? What movies am I? Movies, TV shows, video games, toys—you know, whatever, whatever you, uh, you think is uh, is worthy of uh, of pop culture. Oh no! And if it has to be something newer, because I feel like you're caught up now. <laughs> I think I, I think I kind of am. I actually like. There's a few things I've missed recently that have come out that I, I need to see. But all right, uh, let me let me let me let me see if I can jog your your memory for anything current. So, uh, um. Have you have you watched the Batman, the Spider Man No Way Home? Um, those are the two. Yeah, or or uh, keep it up with Moon Knight. I haven't any of those, oh. and those were where I, specifically <laughs> what I was thinking of when I said I need to catch up. So Batman, friends went to see it. I didn't get to go. Same thing with Spider Man, which I don't think is on Disney Plus yet. It is um, not. But it when as soon as it is, I'm going to see it. Uh, Moon Knight. So I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. What other ones were there? I didn't watch Loki yet. I didn't watch WandaVision. Although I'm feeling like I'm, I'm, we're starting to catch me up on things. Maybe uh, we'll get the. I think the one you're missing is uh, the Hawkeye one. I didn't watch Hawkeye yet. So look, I will honestly say that the Loki one. Yeah, you can skip that one. You can skip that one. I heard that was the most disappointing, which is sad because there's a lot of potential. WandaVision does really well up until the finale, and then I was like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, Moon Knight has been. A little interesting because they're they're using the 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 superhero genre to address uh, mental disorder. Oh, which is, okay. Which so is not used... something I was expecting. Which is not something I was expecting. It, that's interesting. It is. It actually is because they they leveraged Falcon and Winter Soldier to tackle like racism. To ah, some yeah, extent. yeah. You're right. Actually, that that, that makes sense. Uh, Oscar and... Isaac is doing a wonderful job in Moon Knight, though. He's a, he's such a great actor. I think I, that'll be interesting. Like if they do a good job of that, that's that's very positive representation. Then, because I again, they I from what I saw, I don't know about critically, but like from comments I read and things that people had to say about it, uh, I think 
the majority of people seemed impressed with the way Falcon Winter Soldier kind of tackled it from a head on. They didn't do that where we kind of mentioned it and then just, okay, we're not going to talk about it anymore because we're afraid to say anything. But they kind of, I mean, not that they, you solve anything, but like just by having the conversation, I think is, so that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I and, know and, that. and Hawkeye is actually a really fun one, dude. Uh, Hawkeye I like because, you know, the, the joke is like the most useless Avenger. Um, so what they did for his was they didn't give him um, a world threatening scenario, you know? They gave they him did a, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, they, they, they have like local. what he can handle. Like and and it was so well done. It actually, I, I that one I I would say watch because Loki they went with the world well, actually universe ending scenario. One division was very much isolated to Wanda, but I I thought they had a lot of fun in those first four episodes. They're so cool, so cool. And then other than that, I think I'm just looking forward to. Oh, uh, have you seen the the trailer for uh, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder? Love and Thunder, yeah. What do you think? Uh, I'm excited. I think they have so they absolutely breathed life into the series. Like they tried to treat it like every other super serious when they started. Obviously, they did. With Thor. They were doing the whole. It was just the classic. And at that point, like you got to mix it up because you've done serious superheroes doing things and like. I think it was very smart to get the people involved they did and to kind of sh- mix up the formula with it because it's it's been much better. What was the last what was the one called? Ragnarok? I can't think of it now. Ragnarok, there you go. Ragnarok was like great. It was different enough, it was still good. I think you have the room with the the people involved to be funny. Like it doesn't it didn't feel like it was forced to me. I think Hemsworth is actually can legitimately do funny things. He can. Um you know, and that's the thing I think that um, that I think you 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 like uh, you hit right on the head. There was I think they're they're saying that it's gonna it's gonna end up being um, a trilogy with uh, Taika, which I'm super excited because you're right. Like I remember oh, yeah. wa- I remember watching the first Thor and I I, wa- I walked out of the theater and I was like, oh, what a really good movie. I watched it again on home at home and I was like, ah, it's okay. Watched two in the theater and I was like, I've never seen it again. So I once never bothered watching it again. They were, especially at the time, since like, you know, you had the Iron Man, you had the uh, Captain America movies that were doing doing it really well. You're like, why did they go so dark with Thor in part two? And then so Ragnarok, I think, is is the Marvel movie I've seen the most times. Not my favorite, but I've seen the most times. You know, it's it's I it again, like, I mean, if Iron Man is like the standard and doing the kind of the baseline arc you know you had captain america gave you a different perspective and had his own like nice arc that meshed well thor being your other like big member of the original group of avengers like it really it felt like a dud by comparison like his first two just did not measure up in any way like the first one is like you're oh okay you can give him a slow intro right you know you got to introduce the character and all the background and, and he comes from a, a very a vastly different place than everyone but then in two they just didn't grow any there was no growth no growth that's actually a really good point and uh, and i think the other the only other movie that again i i uh, was like man it was like the black widow movie i i didn't i had no connection to it whatsoever did um did you see the batman i did i did what did you think i i did not watch it in the theater i watched it at home and i it's it's a very long movie, so I couldn't actually watch it in one sitting. So I, uh, but I watched it I think in three parts. I thought it was well done without spoiling anything, obviously. 
I thought okay. it was well done. The story developed really well, but then kind of took a twist at the end. The setting and the mood that they created was really, really good. It, it was, I, you know, honestly, it felt like the Tim Burton Batman had a baby with the um, Christopher Nolan Batman. And this is that baby. Because you get you get the city feel and 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 action a little bit uh from from the original Batman. And then you get, you know, the modern Batman look and feel from from the Nolan one. Um and then it's just stylized. It's it's a really, really good feel and look to it. Uh the Batmobile was fantastic. It was so cool. That's <laughs> such a cool car. And and Colin Farrell, dude, as the penguin is, well, as you know, Cobblepot is that is a transformation for a character, man. Like I forgot that it was him, even though I I went in there thinking, oh, I can't wait to see him in 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 the scene. Once he gets he starts talking, dude, you are not looking for Colin Farrell anymore. You're you're like this is this is a real person. Really incredible, incredible performance by him. Like really sold the character. The Riddler, I'm a little on the fence about, but but uh, but he was fantastic. I can't wait to see him in the sequel, which they announced, by the way. I I was gonna say I saw that it got a sequel, so like I guess it did well enough in terms of you know benchmark for Batman movies that they're gonna they're gonna give it another. So that's some level of success at least there. Oh, you know what? Speaking of sequels, uh, Spawn actually they're currently talking about the sequel where Todd McFarlane is actually writing the script. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's almost done, if not finalized the script. So, Are they bringing people back for it? I think they should. I think Michael Jai White is still in really great shape. For, <laughs> for yeah, that, like I think. Pretty sure he looks the same. Yeah, pretty sure he looks exactly <laughs> the same. Exactly. Um, but I, I'd be. I mean, you know, twenty years later, I'd be curious what uh, what what storyline they would follow because you can't do the 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 Vindicator again or whoever he was. But yeah, so yeah, speaking of sequels, yeah, that, that's coming out. That's interesting. Very I much. I think now you've got the CGI chops in a much better place to represent, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think, you know, when I, and, and when, you, when you mentioned the cape, I remember the cape. And in the Superman movies, the new ones, the cape looks amazing and it's all CGI. So I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, this, is, this, this can work, you know? Um, I'm excited for so Love and Thunder. I I, I knew I was looking forward to Obi Wan's coming real soon. Yes, I like, saw the trailer. So and I've been seeing all these quips and quotes and, th- and things people talking to Ewan McGregor and him talking about stuff like he'd never acted in front of the Darth Vader like get up before, mm-hmm. and he talked about the emotion and the and he said it actually is frightening to be like looking at at like someone towering in the full costume you know he's like he felt like a six-year-old again he said when he first saw him because he when he first got to turn and see because there's a scene i guess where he turns and sees the full uh ensemble because he'd never acted across from the vader outfit so that was a big deal he said also he'd worked with clone troopers a lot but there was also a lot of cgi so seeing stormtroopers in person was super exciting for him oh that's cool so he was um he was he was very he's very excited to be doing it so that's always good yeah, and I, I think it's super cool that they got Hayden Christensen. Yeah, that's like because I I uh, I haven't heard his name in something in something like work wise in a very long time because I think he, no. he he did do a few movies and then they just weren't uh, they were kind of middle 
middle of the of the way, and I think they would, there's a lot bigger expectation for him. Yep. The other teaser I saw this week or last week was for the She-Hulk TV show. Have you seen that? No. Yeah. So She-Hulk. What an interesting. She what an interesting. Uh, yeah. Project. Yeah. Uh, She-Hulk on Disney Plus also. So what I remember oh. about the She-Hulk story is that she's the cousin of Bruce Banner. Yep. And she gets into an accident. She needs a blood transfusion that only her cousin can give her. And he's reluctant because he's all like, I can't give you my blood. But if she he doesn't, she was going to die. So she so he gave her the blood and she did not get the same reaction as him. She basically is able to her physique grows and her strength grows and her skin turns green. But she doesn't get the anger or the transformation. She just stays that way. In the comics, I remember she was a lawyer and a model. I think a supermodel. The green screen supermodel, you know. So I'm curious. So first, I'm curious what they're going to do with CGI as far as like, are they going to find the female bodybuilder and paint her green? Or if they're just going to find a really fit the actress again i don't know i don't know what, what yeah the, what direction they're gonna go yeah yeah because like talking about the thor one ing or is it ign that the uh, website IG. they um they released toys from the thor ragnar uh thor love and thunder that they, they got i guess accidentally uh got a hold of pictures of the toys so it gives you an idea of what the characters are and it has the female thor looks a little buff and in the in the in the trailer you see her catch the uh hammer and it's the same thing i'm like that is natalie portman but her arms look like jacked and i was like i wonder if that's really her or if they you know added a little bit of yeah 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 the old switcheroo but yeah no that's exciting that's exciting um something else is coming oh and stranger things i think is coming back right in in may i believe i think it is yeah i think i only saw I was late on the train, and I think I saw, like, the second season with friends. I never saw the first season. Oh, okay. So, like, I had a weird interaction with Stranger Things. I wasn't quite on the bandwagon. I didn't rush out to buy Eggos. Oh, that's right. That was an Ego thing. I just remember – I remember two things from from that, from that is the, the friends don't lie. And, and now that you mentioned the Eggos, I do remember the Eggos now. And then just her name, Eleven. Right. Um. But yeah, but I guess it's like a, a half season comes out, right? And then the other half comes out later in the year, something like that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're splitting the last is that, season. Is that representative of Netflix's struggles? Yeah, maybe. No, no, I'm sorry. They're splitting this fourth season into two parts, and then there's the fifth and final season that will come out next year. Okay. Speaking of that, this is, that's a current topic. Yeah. Um, In 10 years, right, this is the first time that they've lost, they did not make a profit, right? Is that That's the story? I think it's their first time they've had a loss in subscribers. Okay. I think that's what it was because they've they've always struggled to really like the money they've spent versus what they make. I think has always been kind of like people have questioned like they said that it's actually kind of a a, a market correction level set. Like you guys have been living on borrowed like hype for for a very long time for a longer window than most. And so for them it's a shock to suddenly have people say because they became like there's a lot of jokes about you know people use the star wars you know you were supposed to bring balance you know not become nice. the problem because you were supposed to change cable not become it was the joke because like now suddenly we're back where we started because instead of them hosting all the movies for all the companies the company said the hell with you we could up paramount plus how about that 
And so you're like, oh, well, shit. Now we're just back to it's a la carte cable. And and then uh, the the other side of it is that they've been raising prices in the last, you know. Right. So I think that's their reaction to. So they've they've raised prices because they're spending a lot of money. And so I watch one of the guys I watch for my hockey coverage. He has a channel, the hockey guy. Uh, he does the entertainment guy as well. And he does like commentary on 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 entertainment and stuff. So I occasionally look over and I saw he had a video on Netflix. And I was like, I wonder what his take is, because he does pretty good. I like his his perspective. And he was talking about how he I guess he's watched a lot of the content, their original content. Mm-hmm. And he said it started off real good. Like they had a lot of really interesting and it's kind of become very middle of the road. Mm. Like their content quality has dropped. He said they're still spending a lot of money to make it, but it's not unique. It's not as good. And so the output money monetarily is there, but they're not getting the return. And so as a result, they've got to do something. So like they're raising prices, you know, they're, they're floating the idea of cracking down on password sharing. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Cause which my, I have not going to, three people who use my password and they're all my my relatives and they're all in different states <laughs> i'm in a similar sharing situation where there's 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 a few that use and honestly i don't even watch netflix that often if i'm being entirely honest like i haven't linked in with my phone plan because my phone plan used to pay for all of it but with every price increase they send a note that says by the way you're gonna have to pay another buck or two because oh. uh we're not changing so I, uh, it still is cheaper than, you know, obviously paying the full price, but I don't even like occasionally if I'm looking for something, like when I went to look for Tombstone, I was like, is it on Netflix? And I was like, oh, it's not. Okay. Where is it? So I made my TV find it. My TV found it on, I think, uh, Hulu had it. It's, uh, yeah, I haven't, I can't remember the last time I went and said, I'm going to watch XYZ specifically on Netflix. So I, I tend to watch. They lost it. all the Marvel stuff and Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. That was, a... that was pretty big for me. I tend to watch it every other day because I also have Disney access to Disney Plus, and I'm a big YouTube watcher. Uh, people, same, you know, so I can spend an hour on four YouTube videos, uh, catching up to people's you know weekly weekly um, updates, um, and then I still go to Amazon to rent. So whenever I want a specific movie, kind of like you, but yeah, but like uh, you know, I I've always paid for the multiple multiple devices, and uh, yeah, it's just steadily gone up over the over the last three years it's gone up quite a bit and and i remember like you were saying like i remember when when they got adam sandler and i think they paid yeah. him like 80 million to like secure him for like five or six movies and mm-hmm. and i'm thinking of the movies right i never saw i saw one i saw um the ridiculous the western yeah yeah that's the only adam sandler movie i saw the only one so you know and, and look and i appreciate all the original content that they put out but yeah you're right i think it's not a lot of times am I like, oh, this is something I want to watch. You know, like I feel like Amazon's doing a lot more with original content lately than than anybody. Well, and again, it's that you got to wonder, like, so they had a great idea to start saying, like, heck, we can challenge the studios and do our own thing. Like we can start funding our own content and do something here. And then everybody else looked at that. And Amazon said, like, well, we got more money than Jesus. We could do that. And if you do it at a certain threshold of quality though, that's what gets you. It's not the shotgunning out like, you know, cause like you go on Netflix now and there's a ton of things. There's a whole bar of Netflix original and you look at it and some of it, like there's a couple, a couple things that they did that I've watched that I've liked, but like, it seems like it's a bit all over the place in terms of what they're doing. 
yeah. a little bit of bloat maybe like where they feel like we need to produce stuff but like it's not the passion like it's not really coming from a place of uh, they're not getting people who are super into it maybe they're just like we need to make things but yeah i was uh i was very surprised with, with them with them saying like you know cracking down on passwords and sharing accounts i'm like bro we've we've been doing this for seven years yeah, i mean that, yeah, that's that's closing the the barn door after the horse is yeah, out yeah like, like that's I, uh i think it's a, it's a little i don't late. think that's gonna go well no like, <laughs> you think losing two hundred thousand subscribers is gonna hurt yeah just or 200 million right or Whatever, I, you know, honestly, the numbers mean they're I've yeah. heard such big numbers. I like yeah. like Elon Musk buying Twitter for like 46 billion. I keep wondering, like, is it billion or million? Because I don't even know. Because like million is still a lot to me because I grew up with a million being the big number. Now it's billion, I think. Yeah, Millions it's, replaced it's 44 it. billion. But I think billions now the number like kids growing up now, billions going to be the big number because millions you could talk about that in like, well, this one costs five million. That's a hundred million. That's true. So they've gone up a whole different magnitude. Are you reading any any comics or anything currently, or any any that you've gone back to? Anything on your radar when it comes to that? No, I need to for comics. What I need to do is, my brother sent me a, like a, a file full of a bunch of different, probably Star Wars because he knows who I am as a person. <laughs> but they're in a format like you need a reader, like a comic book reader oh, okay. program. I have one of those on my phone. And I need to figure out what I'm using for that. And then I also need to figure out where I can find more comics to potentially read. Because I think that's a thing. Like, comics cater, like, they they're, they don't need too much of an attention span, which is perfect for me. Mm. Like, they're bite-sized. You have a thing here I can do. And then it's all broken up. So there's there's com there's commercial points for my life, which I think I could I think I could be into that. So I, I – well, I mean, there's the big ones, right? Like, comicsology – but that's a subscription base. Now I have a right. website. I'll send you a website where I catch up on okay. my comics. I will say, uh, when you mentioned Star Wars, the current run for Darth Vader is really good. I've heard that a yeah. couple times. The the origin story is actually really good. I, I have been reading that one. But I was thinking of like comics because uh, I was talking to another one of my buddies over over the week, and. Uh, and I was thinking of good comics, and you know, we brought up Invincible because of the Amazon um, TV show. I remember a a really cool comic called The Goon, which I'd recommend to everybody to watch. I think I'm surprised that hasn't been a movie or a TV show at this point. Um, very cool. Uh, there's this. There was this one interesting one that I read for a while. It was called Chew, C H E W, like chewing, and it is this. <laughs> it's a very unique story. So there's this police officer slash detective who can taste something. Whatever he tastes, he puts in his mouth. He can trace the history, the, the entire life story of that thing that he's putting into his mouth. He can't eat a lot of foods because a lot of... Oh, oh no. Yeah, because everything he tastes is how, how they were killed. I, yes, all of that. So like <laughs> he went vegetarian and then eventually he's like, I can I can feel the carrots like, you know... So he eats turnips because apparently turnips have no feelings. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> but but the, the show is in order to catch killers, sometimes he in at a crime scene, he will nibble on a dead body <laughs> because of the fact that he can he then, wants to know. Yeah, he wants to know who killed that person. And then he can. Oh, man, it's a it was such a cool comic, dude. It's such an original concept. I'm, I'm surprised that hasn't been a thing. But that one, I, I, I was going to say, I recommend. That one's a lot of fun to read. I read a, a novel 
a graphic novel called I Kill Giants, which I thought was really, really good, too. Uh, and I think that's a standalone one. And I think they tried making a movie or a TV show off of it. Really, really good one, though. I Kill Giants. I reread uh, The Watchmen. That's phenomenal. Such a such a great one. Every so often I reread uh, Sin City stuff just because I have those on my on my library at home. So I'm just like, well, you know, pick it up real quick. And yeah, and the, through that website, I, I go once a week and kind of see what's been late, uploaded latest and certain stories I'm following, like like the Darth Vader one I'm following. Uh, and it has a lot of old ones too and histori- historical ones. So whatever, like... Cool. Like I, I went and looked up the like the original appearance of um, Wolverine when he fought like uh, the Sasquatch and then like the epic battle against the, the Hulk. I went and reread the first like 50 comics of Conan. What else did I look up? Oh, I looked up uh, old uh, Punisher comics, like just kind of cool stuff. Like uh, I, I started rewatching the X-Men animated series because you said you had started. And I, I watched um, the first three episodes again. And I, I totally forgot that Morph gets morphed or the very big in the I was like, oh, man, this show right away, right away. And you know what I noticed? And, and we'll end it with this because we're at time. What I noticed about the the way they treated that TV show is almost like a 1980s action movie. You know, like um, almost over the top, like driving, you know, like Wolverine driving in a Jeep, going to a mountain and kind of overseeing is like, I will get you. I will find who did this to you guys, you know. It was very dramatic, and and they put treat, it out there in the universe. Yeah, it was very dramatic, and they and they 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 uh they told it like a like a again like a like a cheesy B eighties action movie, and I was like, oh okay, like they were doing something a little serious to a certain extent, you know? They uh, had they had a vision. They did, they did. Uh, so I I thought it was fun what rewatching those actually. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm watching old things. I'm watching that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that's it. Just wanted to catch up, get those movies out of the way, have a conversation where we weren't, uh, you know, grilling you about what you haven't seen, tried grilling you about what you are seeing. And you're like, I'm seeing old stuff based on this, on this podcast. I'm going back to the old stuff. Well, that and my, my hidden knowledge of the postman. Yes. That was so surprising. (laughs) You like nailed that, that plot, dude, better than I could have and better than Wikipedia did impressive although i i okay i'll end it with this so when i when i looked up the when i looked up the postman i looked up um i looked him up on imdb and imdb has the goofs right and some nerd put in there you know like um you know and i'm, I'm pushing up my glasses um technically the if somebody had died in the in the postman outfit the process through which a body goes through this decomposing would have released certain liquids and certain um, acids that would have disintegrated the clothing unless it was yeah, the like... Wool. Yeah, unless the it wool was... The wool clothing wouldn't have made it. Yeah, it wouldn't have made it unless it was like leather or something. So technically, those would have been, you know, like rags or would have fallen apart the minute he tried putting them on, but somehow they were in perfect shape. <laughs> I thought that was something. I was like, what a, what a call out for somebody to go into so much detail about right. the, the process of a decomposing body. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that gross information. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was very funny. But I'm like, man, the internet's amazing. <laughs> yep, always, always an expert. Uh, all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll uh, see you next week.